We have to do this all the time. Go shopping, brush our teeth, go to bed, get up again, phone people to see how they are, read a book to show we're still vaguely in touch with culture. Jonathan Coe spends a lot of time writing his novels. It's only polite to see what he's been up to. We have to clean our houses, toilet duck the U-bend, think about trousers. What am I going to wear to that thing on Tuesday? How have I run out of tea bags again? I've not started watching Fargo on Netflix. I don't think I'll get round to it now. I don't make shopping lists. I try and remember it all in my head. How do you go on holiday? I suppose you could go into a travel agent's, maybe look at some brochures. Look at me on my own with a basket. There's not much wow factor here. But look, there's someone else on their own with a basket. Maybe I should go and say hello. I wonder what their life has been like. Hello and welcome to Poetry Non-Stop. I'm Patrick Widdis and we just heard my guest on this episode, Norwich-based poet and writer in many disciplines, John Osborne. That was the opening poem in his new collection, A Supermarket Love Story, which discovers joy, love, happiness, sadness, death, a great spaghetti bolognese recipe, and much more among the aisles and products we know so well. Here's John to tell us more about it. Well, I kind of thought I would write some poems about a supermarket, a supermarket really, and I can't really remember why I've... It, it, I've always quite liked going to the supermarket. I quite like the kind of the ritual of it. And uh, yeah, it was it was actually in the cereal aisle. I thought I'd write a poem about cereal. And then I kind of thought about tea bags and spaghetti in the frozen aisle. And I suddenly thought that's quite... A... Also because it was kind of a similar... In a big supermarket, there's a similar number of aisles to what you would expect a number of poems in a poetry book to be. So it kind of it felt like quite a funny interesting idea to try out yes yeah, an interesting observation with the aisles um but uh, you, you go to a, a lot of other places as well um with these poems yeah of, yeah some of the poems are set firmly within the supermarket about shelf stackers or about the kind of the things that you buy or about the announcements over the tannoy or the self-service checkouts. But then, yeah, it goes, it's all about, I guess, in some sense, kind of leaving the supermarket. And um, there's one that I really like, which is the supermarket in a town you've never been to, which is like arriving somewhere like 100 miles away in a different part of the country. And that feeling, even though you're just going to a supermarket, occasionally you go into a supermarket and it's a kind of exciting new experience. Um, and also, yeah, it's kind of about, there's an old supermarket manager who retires and then comes back as a shelf stacker. Yeah, it's all about life and like everything's in there, isn't it? Like it's such a such a kind of like everything's in a supermarket. So you can write about death and sadness and love and romance and yeah, um they're quite good vehicles for just going in as many directions as you want. Uh, you have a real knack with this and your writing in general for sort of finding the beauty and the quirks in the very familiar. Where does that come from? It's just what I'm interested in, really. Like I, I um, It's not something I'd ever kind of identified about myself other than like if I'm 
in a cafe or like I'm always like entirely happy spending time in a cafe or in a pub or on the train by myself because I really enjoy just kind of seeing what other people are up to and, and, and kind of exploring those sort of mysterious worlds so um yeah I think it comes from not being a particularly adventurous person that I quite like that I've all I've always found comfort in the everyday lives of people I think it's sort of like um the opposite of Louis Theroux really like Louis Theroux kind of goes out in search of people living the most sort of extraordinary lives and kind of celebrating their eccentricities whereas I I guess the image that I'm most attracted to is someone buying tins of beans in a supermarket or like a shelf stacker with their shirt untucked sitting on a kickstool kind of straightening the uh, the packets of things so um yeah it's something that originally I didn't realize that everything I wrote was about the everyday but now I'm kind of I guess this book proves that I'm kind of making the most out of that and yeah there's nothing more everyday than a supermarket yeah so did you spend a lot of time in supermarkets with a notebook in hand no I don't think so I don't think I ever went into a supermarket with a notebook I took lots of photos which is not something I've ever really done before but I found myself taking loads of photos when I was in a supermarket and I think yeah I, I the one thing that I kept observing in supermarkets that I then got rid of because of the pandemic was um how much I hated this thing I don't know if you ever see it but like people who were in a supermarket on the phone to someone else and they're going well and kind of going through the options they're like like help the other person on the end of the phone is kind of helping with the decision making process it's like just choose something like just get it yourself the person on the other end of the phone will probably not appreciate this but yeah whenever I tried to write something kind of too directly about something I'd, I'd noticed, it, it never really worked. But also a lot of things that I wrote, so I wrote most of these poems before the pandemic, pre-COVID-19, and then um, it just felt a bit odd to publish the book during, the, like it was sort of ready to go at the start of the pandemic, and I just thought I can't publish a book about supermarkets because they went from being this sort of incidental part of your life to... Like during the lock, the first lockdown, going to the supermarket was like people's main uh, activity. Like that was a big thing, and and I remember being terrified going to the supermarket, and everyone was wearing gloves and queuing outside. And so all of these trivial observations about oh, isn't it annoying when the self service machine isn't working? Okay, those self service machines became kind of invaluable during the pandemic. So yeah, a lot of the things that I'd noticed, I then kind of thought this is. This, this doesn't sit right now anymore. Someone on the phone to someone going, should I get, should we get lamb or beef? Like didn't really annoy me as much as it had done previously. Yeah, and uh, I think what I like about it is that uh, you can relate to it a lot more post-pandemic, um, but at the same time, it isn't like, it is all about the pandemic. Um, yeah, yeah, I didn't want to ignore the pandemic, but also I didn't really want to, embrace it full on it's sort of has 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 nods to the pandemic but um yeah it's still about that the kind of the supermarket that we all are familiar with and you've written poetry but you've also written 
prose and shows and TV scripts. What made you do this as a poetry collection? I think because... I don't think any of these poems in the book are kind of... like I I, I like the idea of writing something to be read and writing something... It just felt like as soon as I had the idea of this... It's kind of a story, really. It's called a supermarket love story. And so I did start off writing it as a story. It was originally about this brother and sister who walk around the supermarket. And there's kind of a mystery about why he's visiting her. And the mystery unravels as they go kind of from aisle one to aisle two to aisle three. And the things that they put in their baskets reveals more about their character but unfortunately that turned out to be quite a hard thing to write and I would love I think there's a bit of me that would always like to write this sort of mysterious story like it it could even have been like a novel Um, but I found that really hard like I don't think I have those abilities to, to to make kind of like gripping tense exciting drama and also it I kept getting less and less interested in the two people who were walking around the supermarket. And it's like I wanted to write about the other people. Um, it's like I saw the butcher on the meat counter. And vegetarianism is such like a big thing at the moment. I was like, oh, I wonder what would happen if a butcher became vegetarian but can't afford to give up their job. And that to me seemed more interesting than seeing someone sitting on a kickstool, like the unrequited love of a of a shelf stack. These things seemed more interesting than the actual main story that I started to write. And so instead of it being one one big story, it suddenly became lots and lots of snapshots of stories. But now that you say that, I do think that maybe it should have been, it would have been a really fun thing to have written as a novel. Uh, Cause I think it's a really good place to set something, a supermarket. Yeah, another project for a future. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you always feel you have lots of ideas and sort of projects waiting to work on what you've got on the go? Yeah, I think I'm quite lucky, really, in that I've always got, like, one or two or three things going on, which is, um, yeah, I've always got, like, two or three ideas in my head. A lot of the time, they don't, like, nothing comes out of them. But I really, I think, because I just enjoy sitting down and writing things and sort of playing around with ideas... I've just started something for the first time in over a year. I've just started to write something completely brand new. And I find that kind of process really exciting. So, yeah, I, I've i never really struggled to come up with ideas um, and finding the right home for them. But, um, yeah, I guess the Supermarket Love Story book is one of the few times that I've had an idea and pretty much from the moment I had the idea through the writing process until the moment it was actually published, like it was just an entirely positive experience. And the thing that came out of it is exactly what I wanted it to look like. So yeah, that, that's kind of a rare thing. And I hope that I'm able to do that again, because that that, like, that's why I like talking about the supermarket poems, just because it's rare that you get to work on a project that you just feel entirely sort of, happy with yeah talking of uh, what it looks like there's uh, fantastic uh, illustrations yeah with it. yeah this is my friend katie katie pope 
she's a painter and illustrator in Glasgow. Yeah, she saw a theatre show that I did in 2011 in Edinburgh at the festival. This is before I knew her and she sent me a message. And she emailed me and she said really nice things about my show. And she said, by the way, if you ever need anyone to do any artwork for you, drop me a line. So I've kind of made her really regret ever making that offer. And now mm-hmm. she's done um, artwork for every every theatre show and every book that I've done since then. And also, she really loves supermarkets. She paints things. Like, like she's got a painting of Asda at night. And she's got an illustration of um, two old women looking at the reduced be- baked beans with reduced stickers on. And so like her sensibilities are exactly the same, as, as a painter, are exactly the same as mine as a writer. So I don't think I'd have started this project if I didn't know that Katie would be up for doing some uh, paintings to accompany the work. Because I don't think that it would work without the illustrations in it. And it made it much more expensive to have a book with colour illustrations. But I'm really, like, I, I think it was a really smart decision because although it costs a lot more, I think they're really nice objects to hold. I, and it does justice to Katie's paintings, which are so vivid, so colourful. Like seeing her paintings in black and white are a little bit, it's just not quite right sometimes. Yeah, did, did you ever find yourself thinking like what her paintings might look like as you were writing the poems? Yeah, def- definitely, yeah. Yeah, like the serial aisle, I just thought, although there isn't a, 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 that painting doesn't exist, but I kind of would look at things like, I don't know why, but there's something quite beautiful about just boxes of cereal in the cereal aisle. I used to work in a supermarket when I was a teenager and I always liked doing the cereal aisle. Like, I don't know, that's the one I'm always drawn towards. And so, yeah, I'd look at some things like the alcohol aisle as well. They're just, they're quite um, visually interesting visually interesting aspects to supermarkets and a lot of things and also the trolleys on the very front I I kind of knew that she would be good at drawing trolleys I can't draw but I imagine trolleys are quite annoying to have to draw but um, I think she does a really good job well um, maybe talk about how um, other listeners can uh, try some writing inspired by this but um, first of all um, maybe another poem yeah I might do one so this is one of the first poems I wrote for it, just because... And actually, this goes back to... Um, maybe this was the very first poem I wrote for it, because this is called The Spaghetti Isle. Um, and this is still kind of about the brother and sister who were walking around the supermarket, like if it had been a novel. This is the only poem that survives of those two characters. Uh, it's called The Spaghetti Isle. Let me teach you how to cook... A proper spaghetti bolognese. Let's fill a basket with fresh ingredients. We don't need a pre-mixed sauce. We can roast tomatoes. Add bay leaves and basil, red onions, garlic, corregano, chilies. Life is better when you make things from scratch. I've looked at your shelves and you don't have any decent pans. Let's go to the kitchenware aisle. I'll buy you a big wok and a spatula. Good crockery makes me happy. I can't think of any better way of spending our evening than cooking with you. I'll teach you what the herbs do. 
Being in the kitchen is when you are truly yourself. Singing along to loud music. You keep saying it's been too long since you saw any of your friends. Let's invite them round. Text them now. I love you and I want to cook for you. Let's buy some nice wine and make this place immaculate. This is what homes are for. Yes, uh, simple but uh, heartwarming. Yeah, and I like that because it is based entirely in just like of like two people buying a packet of spaghetti, but it kind of becomes this whole new thing. And I do, I do think about that quite a lot. Like I'm not a massive cook. Like I never used to cook ever really until the last two or three years, and I start to really realise how I used to. I just, yeah, it started on Friday evenings and I I had this ritual of making a massive chilli on Friday evenings with the radio on loud and like really taking care of making this like beautiful chilli. And I'd never done anything like that and I suddenly thought, oh, I, I, see what the, I see what the excitement is about cooking now. I understand it. I'd never really understood it before. Like I was very much a pre-mixed sauce kind of person, but now I was like, I'm going to use fresh ingredients. It, cha- it was kind of a big change in the way that I approach things right um so why did you go for spaghetti in the poem i just think that um it's such a it's such a classic sort of staple staple thing to cook isn't it a good spaghetti bolognese and like you can you can you can really have fun making a good spaghetti bolognese but yeah i think um yeah i think there's something yeah i use um now that i kind of cook properly rather than using premium I, I use Nigella's spaghetti bolognese recipe now if that's of interest she uses um, chorizo so that's mm. that's what she does great um, well I'm sure everyone is now uh, thinking uh, maybe even looking forward to their next trip to the supermarket and the uh, creative possibilities it holds um, so do you have a, an exercise that people can use to... Yeah, so um, one of the poems... Well, I've got, it's kind of like a couple of things. One is I like the idea of um, just people choosing an aisle in a supermarket and writing about it. But also I like the idea of... Um, so there's a poem in here called Customer Service Announcement. And I like the idea of in the space of like a page or like a few paragraphs or a few lines of just finding out about someone's life just through the customer service announcement that they do when they're a little bit at a loose end and um, they have the power of the tannoy, the public address system and um, yeah that's one of the poems that I wrote that I quite enjoyed so that I think that could be an interesting challenge for people to write a poem called customer service announcement. Right so shall we hear yours? Yeah. Oh, it's called a supermarket just before closing. This is a customer announcement. I hope you're all having a good evening. I've been here since six o'clock this morning. We're short-staffed, so I've been doing long hours. It's not long until I can go home, though. I've been listening to a podcast about Monica Lewinsky. I listened to an episode on my way in this morning and one on my lunch break. And I listened to one on the way home. It's a year today since I started here. It's a good job. I like it. But it's not really what I want to be doing much longer. 
I have not been sleeping well, and I'm worried about my brother. And one day I'll realise I've been here for ten years. I can't imagine being ten years older. I live on my own. I like my flats, but sometimes I worry I should be doing more with my life. Does anyone else feel like that? It's nearly ten o'clock. Oh, that was the original point of this customer service announcement to tell you we'll be closing soon. End of another day. What's it all about? If anyone wants a beer, there's a nice pub not far away. I'm going to go. I used to go there with... Oh, it doesn't matter. Sorry, everyone. Can you start taking your trolleys to the tills, please? Yeah, I think there's lots of potential of just someone sort of on the brink of happiness and on the brink of unhappiness at the same time of going, I've got a job and I like it. And, and just, I also used to, in my second year of working in the supermarket, I used to get to do the customer service announcements occasionally. And um, I really liked that power of, uh, I used to get really nervous, but you pressing the button down and going, would, uh, would Pauline come to the cash office, please? That's the only thing I ever said because I worked in the cash office. Would Pauline, it's like, and everyone who was in the supermarket would go, oh, he's, he's messed up again. But, uh, would Pauline come to the cash office, please? And then, um, yeah, I think there's something quite powerful about suddenly your voice going all across the supermarket. Yeah, so to some extent, what you would have liked to have said over Yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah, yeah. There's like nothing stopping you just going. Uh, and I'm sure people have done it. I'm sure um, I'm, I'm sure if you have a look on Google, you can find examples of people must have quit their jobs by kind of pressing the public announcement thing and gone... Yeah. I hate this job. Yeah, it's a it's a powerful tool. Yeah, well, um, hopefully um, you'll find uh, something like that to write about. Uh, I've I had a go myself, and what I'd say is actually don't try to write a poem when you're doing your weekly shop because you uh, forget all about it. You're doing other things, um, but actually uh, try to go to uh, supermarket maybe go to a supermarket you don't usually go to or go at an unusual time and just walk around and sort of see what ideas come to you Mm. the piece i wrote it was partly inspired by memories i have when i was living in japan there was a 24-hour supermarket near where i lived and i would tend at the weekend after coming Back after a late night out, I would tend to just wander in and buy random stuff, uh, snacks or things I didn't really need. And um, I also drew on other more sort of recent things I've experienced or observed in supermarkets. And uh, there aren't any 24-hour supermarkets around where I live now, but I did go down to an Asda at about 11 o'clock just to sort of remind myself what it's like at those sort of later hours and uh, this is what I came up with anyway it's called Midnight Shopper I am drawn in on my way home like a moth to the storefront lit brighter than daylight the food aisles are in disarray as staff unpack unwieldy cages shelves are replenished as a soft R&B soundtrack plays. There are a few other shoppers here and there. None of them is pushing a trolley, 
This is not the time for shopping lists, stocking up for the week, sticking to a budget, loyalty cards and coupons clipped from the paper. None of us needs to buy anything, but we all do. Snacks, discounted produce, an extra pack of toilet rolls we've forgotten we don't need, our favourite childhood chocolate bars. With me it's usually donuts. The half-empty bag greeting me from the kitchen table the next morning. Sometimes I'll find crisps and flavours I never knew existed. Once my cupboard was overflowing with two-for-one packets of instant noodles. In the sandwich aisle, a solitary packet of egg mayonnaise sits on a vast white shelf. I pick it up then realise that the meal deal is only an extra 50p, so I grab a bottle of Summer Fruits Oasis and the biggest bag of Doritos on offer. I wander onto the bakery aisle, where Danish pastries can sometimes be had for less than half price, or a stiff bouquet of baguettes for five pence each. The donuts are waiting for me, peering through the plastic windows of their bags. I stand alone at the self-checkout, which greets each item with a non-judgmental beep. Outside, a drunken shout ricochets around the car park. Mm, great. So, yeah, there's a few um, experiences there, and um, it's very yeah. much your book inspired me and showed me how to put them all together. Yeah, especially a supermarket, a 24 hour supermarket it is really, it's really unusual place to be, isn't it? It's, it is odd. And yeah, I guess you do find yourself drawn to things that you wouldn't buy if it was like 10 o'clock in the morning or two o'clock in the afternoon. It's, yeah, you, your brain is just very aware that like, I shouldn't be in a supermarket at, at, at even at 11pm, but certainly I've been in them at, I'm missing my train once and sort of spending an hour at Colchester, 24 hour Asda, and just sort of wandering around and kind of seeing, <laughs> there is actually, I did, um, yeah, there's there like a YouTube guy who I started watching who was spending 24 hours inside supermarkets which I don't know why, but I find really, really sort of addictive to watch. Like, he'd just hide in the toilets. Mm-hmm. Like, it was pointless because he'd just hid in the toilet for a lot of the time. So it's sort of like, well, anyone anyone can do that, really. Like, But um, I think people... I think the reason that I don't have a poem about a 24-hour supermarket is I think I, I tried. And I think... Um, like, I didn't really know what... Like, it's so big, it's so unusual. Like, I, I found it really much easy like it's interesting isn't it some people are attracted to like the scope of a 24-hour supermarket because i found it much easier to write about a packet of spaghetti like a very kind of tangible thing and also the um the reduced section that's something that i tried to write about a few times my friend paddy calls it the whoopsie aisle of like those but yeah those poems didn't make it into make it into my book which is a shame actually one of them was really good i don't know i don't know what happened to it yeah, and it's uh, such a mundane and familiar sort of place, but the more you look at it, uh, the more surreal it becomes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it really does. Uh, do you find yourself 
still coming up with supermarket poems? Yeah, I've not written any, but I, I have recently set up a um, Twitter page called A Supermarket Love Story. So I'm going to keep um, uploading like interesting photographs and poems from supermarkets just to just to kind of keep it going because actually at the same time that I um was writing this must must have been just as just before the pandemic I was in Manchester and I went to the Lowry exhibition in the Manchester gallery uh well it's not an exhibition it's just there's loads of Lowry in Manchester gallery and I love Lowry he's my favorite artist so I, I love going to watch his stuff or look at his stuff in Manchester and there was an exhibition by Martin Parr who's a photographer I really like and it was a which I would have never I would have I only went there because I really like Martin Parr and his exhibition or part of his exhibition was about supermarkets from the 1980s and he just there was just loads of photographs <laughs> of supermarkets and like just like close-ups of like old supermarket carrier bags I thought, well, I must, I must be doing something right if Martin Parr had this idea and, and has also kind of done stuff with it. Um, and I think that there are lots of beautiful elements about supermarkets. So I want to keep uploading those things to a, to a Twitter page. And yeah, I'd like to keep writing about, about supermarkets. It's, it's great. It's really, I, I just find it really interesting. And also, like, supermarket, I, I think a little bit of it, because I used to work in a supermarket as well. I, like, I used to work in Safeway, which doesn't even exist anymore. And I think that that kind of, like, sums up, I don't know how much working in a supermarket that doesn't exist anymore shapes your affection towards supermarkets. And also, like, the people who, the people who work in there, also, especially on the tills. It's one thing I always find, find sad is, um, especially because I, live on my own it's like I like the familiarity of talking to the person on the till mm. and it's sort of a bit something's been taken away if the if if those kind of st- till staff aren't there anymore but um yeah like I, I I yeah I think there's still uh lots to um lots to add to a supermarket book well uh maybe let's uh, uh have another one to finish with yeah, let's finish with... I'll do one about... So this one that I'll finish with is... is called Supermarket Plastic. And, um, yeah, it's... Yeah, not exactly about an aisle in the supermarket, but it is about, I guess, something that we're all very increasingly aware of now. Supermarket Plastic. They're 44 now. The two kids who almost saved the planet, but didn't. They're twins. Oh, twins. No, they're not identical. They were always asking questions. Dad, is meat dead animals? Oh, just sit down and have your dinner. So they did. No one likes a fussy eater. On their fridge was a wax crayon drawing of the countryside. That's you, they told their mum. That's daddy. And that's the tree with its roots, feeding out nutrients to every single leaf. And that's a man with a chainsaw, eating his sandwiches and an apple. He's having a sit down before going back to work. It must be tiring, cutting down all those trees. 
Amazon Prime is brilliant. It's only £7 a month with free delivery while the whole world burns. They're 44 now. The two kids who almost saved the planet, but didn't. Their dad couldn't get used to the blue recycling bin. So this is going to save the planet, is it? He scoffed, sarcastically rinsing out his yoghurt pot. His generation have scars on their hands from the strains of the quick-save carrier bags weighed down with bottles of own brand orangeade. Back then there wasn't a whiff of ethically sourced rucksacks constantly using plastic carrier bags. Cleaner water means happier fish. Fall in love and walk a dog. If it sticks, it's aluminium, and if it doesn't, it's tin. Or is it the other way around? They're 44 now, the twins, who laminated their school books and wanted to start a recycling club. I'll just give them a rake and a flower bed and let them grow some sunflowers, their teacher said. They'll get bored of it pretty soon. That was John Osborne with poems I think we can all relate to and feel touched by. I hope you're looking forward to your next shopping trip and are ready to be inspired by the creative possibilities of your local supermarkets. We would love to read any poems you write, so please send them to poetrynonstop at gmail.com. You can find details of the prompt and everything else about this episode at poetrynonstop.com. If you've enjoyed the poems on this podcast, please buy John's book. It's a joy to read and beautifully enhanced by Katie Pope's illustrations. Also, if you've enjoyed the podcast, tell your friends, share it on social media and join me again next time. Until then, stay safe and keep writing.